I went out for this character, this Haitian character before I'm Haitian. That's Creole French. That's my first language. Yeah. Uh, and they were just like, nah, he just don't look it. His accent wasn't good. And I'm just like, what? I, when some people come up to me like, yo, you don't even look Haitian. I'm just like, how Haitian supposed to look? Yeah. And it's like, they're supposed to be like dirty and not. They, and I'm just like, wow, well, that's messed yeah. up. That's just their view from watching TV. Because whenever you see Haitians or third world countries, you see them like in, a in way. miserable conditions. Yeah. You know, so they don't, so that's just yeah. television programming. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Not So Glamorous with me, your host, Kyla Coleman, where we talk about the not so glamorous life of being a model. Contrary to the beliefs of many, modeling is just a little bit more than sitting in front of a camera and looking good. You have to sort of try and tell a story in a picture. So in order to do so, you sort of have to act. So on today's episode, I brought here my dear friend who is also an actor. His name is Da Vinci. Hey, 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 how you guys doing? <laughs> thank you so much for being here, Da Vinci. Uh, thank you for having me. For me, like, I never really wanted to be, like, a model growing up, but I feel like a lot of kids, it's a common theme to, like, want to be an actor. Have you always wanted to be an actor ever since you were a kid, or did you have, like, other other goals in life? That's a good question. Uh, as, a, as a child, I, um, I definitely was interested in the arts, like, the entertainment arts, and I remember after watching movies, my brother and I, it was four of us, and like we would like set up little cameras and stuff like that, like fake cameras. Like we'll have our brush somewhere and act like it's a movie set, and then like we'll redo scenes that we just watched in a movie. But that I was just doing that to do that, but I didn't think like I would really, you know, become that. But I had hoop dreams, like every kid in the hood. Yeah. And uh, until that, you know, was shattered. And uh, I think at, at 14 years old, when I moved to Florida with my father from getting in a whole bunch of trouble in New Jersey, New York area. Um, there was this, we, we heard this thing on the radio one time that was like, hey, this is a chance for your kid to be like at the next big thing or something like that. So like we made our father listen to it. And my father, he's Haitian. So yeah. he's just, you know, he's very cynical about all this entertainment stuff. But yeah. for some reason he decided to listen. So I was like, oh wow, this is cool. So we drove to Orlando and uh, it was Phil Lewis, Mr. Mosby, Mr. Mosby from Sweet Life and uh, Zach and Cody. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know, the, the black short yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. So he was there and he was talking to us about the entertainment business. And then we all had to audition from him, for him. And our family got chosen. And our family, they selected my oldest brother. No, my, not my oldest. My oldest brother that was there. They selected him. But the price was too high for us oh, to even Oh, it afford. was like a class or something? Yeah. like uh, it, they, it was like a camp thing. They would yeah. train us. And then, like... After he was done, then I would have been next, and then my little sisters would have been next. He was, like, going from oldest to youngest, yeah. but we just couldn't afford it. But that was, like, the first time when I was like, oh, my God, I'm about like, to I could do an it. actor. Yeah. And it didn't happen, and I was like, I'll oh, forget it. So then I just took the proverbial route uh, to college, and um, I took acting as an elective in college. And I remember my professor was like, hey— uh, you're natural at this kid. I think you should really pursue this. And I was like, uh, don't, don't, you know, don't gas my head up. I know the chances of becoming this. And uh, I kind of, I read the book "You're a Badass" by Jen Sincero. Oh yeah. Shout out to her. Yeah. And uh, then I just started getting a whole bunch of different signs from the universe. I read The Alchemist and things like that. And I was like, you know what? 
maybe I should pursue this. And a whole bunch of other people have been telling me, like, you know, become an entertainer. So I started doing music and then acting took off. Were you playing basketball in college as well? Or were you? No, I, I was I was contemplating it. I did a lot of AAU and travel ball. But at the time, like, my knee was kind of, like, yeah. hurting. So that know? was, like, the major sign. Like, your knee hurting, probably. Yeah. It's like, if you yeah. can't play basketball. It was. And I was in college at 17. So I was like. Oh, wow. Yeah, I graduated yeah. early. Um, so, yeah, but I, I was still playing, like, a little travel ball here and there. But I started realizing I don't have that much love for the game as yeah. I once thought I did. But then entertainment kind of just took over. Yeah. So you weren't, like, a theater kid in high school? You were never, no. like, plays? That's we what I was wondering. We laugh at those kids. Really? I just was like, those uh, kids are weird. Like, really? what the hell? You're six, seven, and you're in theater? Like, why aren't you on a basketball court? Yeah, that's, like, that was me. At them. I used to love theater in high school. Like, now I'm obsessed with, like, plays and stuff, but it's, like, I never considered, like, I always wondered if, like, actors were all, like, b these big theater kids who, like, acted all the time. But I guess for you, it was athlete, yeah, student, was, yeah. acting, yeah. all of an elective, too, which just means, yeah. like, you're natural born. <laughs> yeah, I, I still remember that. I, mean, I forgot his name, but I remember he wrote on the back of my exam paper. He was like, hey, you're very natural at this. You should stop whatever you're doing and pursue this. You have to look him up and like tell yeah, him thank so you. Like, but I know my college know because they watch the show and they're like so happy. Yeah, they probably so, like promo the shit out of you. Like come yeah. to our school. Like look at our mm -hmm. alumni. Like he's on yeah. he's on TV. <laughs> but since you didn't have like experience growing up in acting, was the journey like trying to like book jobs and like going to castings? Was that like difficult or like were you ever nervous or like did it always feel like this is where I should be? Yeah. So when I first started auditioning, it was kind of like nervous. I was nervous as, as hell. I was like, wow, like this is, you know, crazy. But after doing it so many times, I just realized, you know, hey, I don't care. You know, I fuck up. Oh, yeah. Me, I don't know. If you, I yeah, no, cuss, go for like, it. I was yeah. like, oh, if I fuck up, I fuck up. Hey, you know what Yeah, I'm nothing I just, to lose. Like everything to yeah, gain. Yeah, exactly. But I think what the part that I had to get over is that when you're an entertainer, you're constantly under scrutiny, you know? Oh, yeah. So you're always being criticized and sometimes that can, like, play a part into your, like, your head, your psyche, you know? Like, every day you go out on a job, you're being criticized. Mm -hmm. And when you book the job, you're still being criticized. Yeah. And then you have millions of people watching you that are like, oh, I don't think he was good for this role. Oh, he was great. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like, when you, I, I feel like when you get past that and you become comfortable within who you are, then, like, then that nervousness really, like, goes away. And it's just like, hey, you know, whatever. Yeah. But... It's a lot. It's a lot being an entertainer. Yeah. It's a headache. Which that's, is a, that's really good that you mentioned because I feel like people don't realize that like that we're judged so often, like so, so, so often. It's like constantly like as a model, you're judged by your measurements and like your looks and like all these other things. And then like you get told no and then you feel like, oh, I got told no because like I, I'm too big or I'm too small yeah. or I'm too this or too that. But once you like are comfortable in yourself and you realize that like you're perfect the way you are, then it's mm -hmm. like everything is just comes so easier. Because even for me, like sometimes it would mess up my head because I'd like not get a job and I'd be like, oh, well, maybe if I was like, like more this or more that. And it's like, that's not the case. Like, it's just they just didn't want you for like no, what yeah, the role. Absolutely. And uh, what I learned is like sometimes you you can do your best. And if you don't get the part, it's not necessarily your acting skills. It's, it could be a look that they're going for, mm -hmm. you know, like. 
like uh, there's there's times you know I didn't get roles because I was told oh he's too pretty for the role. Oh man, you know what I'm saying? So they want the the character more rugged. Yeah. So that's something I can't change. Like I can try to be like yo, I can just scruff up a little more. But yeah. Just like. But your little not, baby you know, face, they're probably like, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I went out for this character, this Haitian character before I'm Haitian. That's Creole French. That's my first language. Yeah. Uh, and they were just like, nah, he just don't look it. His accent wasn't good. And I'm just like, what? Which also kind of, I, I feel like, is a little bit, like, racist. Because it's, like, a little stereotypical. Like, this is our idea of what a Haitian man should look like. Then a Haitian man walks in, and then you oh. say, like, he's not Haitian enough. Yeah, but you're literally Haitian. Yeah, exactly. And I, I feel like a lot of people, to, to, put, to shed light on this topic, a lot of people, they think, okay, so Haiti... They were colonized by the French people. So this is why we speak French. Yeah. And a lot of them don't understand. It's just mixed peoples. The, the slave masters would meet with the slaves. Yeah. And just like come, here. Exactly. Yeah. They're all shapes, sizes, and colors. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, they think that majority of Haitians look very, like, Western African looking. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's not true. It's just a mixed race of people. Like, they look like you. They look There's white Haitians. Yeah. So Haitian is not a real, like ethnicity in a way you know what i'm saying yeah. it's just a mixed group of people just like dominicans just like cubans just yeah. like puerto ricans you were just colonized by the spaniards and now you think you're spanish but you're really just black and Afro-Latino, white. Latino, yeah, yeah that's why a black and white kid always looks spanish yeah so, uh, so when some people come up to me like yo you don't even look haitian i'm just like well, how haitian supposed to look yeah and it's like they're supposed to be like dirty and not they, and i'm just like wow well that's messed yeah. up that's just their view from watching tv because whenever you see haitians or Third world countries, you see them like in, a in way. miserable conditions. Yeah, you know, so they don't. So that's just yeah. television programming. But that's and but if they were to cast a wider variety of people to play roles like Haitian roles, then maybe people would have a different like view of. And that's like always might been my opinion on like Africa, like how we view Africa in America. It's like some like rundown like area but it's like not there's like very flourishing parts of africa but the way we portray it in media is completely false no that's that's very true that's very true i remember i used to watch i see african commercials as a kid and they used to have like things on their heads walking around and little flies and everything flying around them so that was my perception of africa yeah i was like i'll never go there yeah you know and or i used to view uh haiti in such a way like oh my god this is a third world country they they use the bathroom on the grass like this is crazy but it's just like how come the Clintons have a mansion there? Yeah, it's such there's so yeah, such so, beautiful countries yeah, within it's, Africa it's and it's yeah. just it's sort of sad that we do that. But hopefully as as times change that we'll start to well like even like Black Panther that's why I feel like that was such a beautiful oh, yeah. a beautiful movie to create because although it's like a fiction a fiction world that they live in it, it shows like the beautiful side of like. Africa and African culture that there's like actual beauty in this country no, that's usually portrayed poorly as a model I feel like a lot of times me personally like we're reduced to our looks typecasting yeah typecasting yeah. our measurements our looks and then being like mixed race I feel like sometimes I'm like not black enough or not white enough for certain roles and it starts to get like frustrating and it also like it makes me feel like maybe I'm like the wrong type of of whatever which isn't which isn't the case um, so for you, is that similar? Like in the acting industry, are you usually typecasted as like the tall, the tall, handsome black athlete? Or are you always going for like the same sort of role? Yeah, uh, a lot of the times it'll be, um, it'll definitely be uh, uh, athletes. 
And sometimes I get aggravated with that. Like this movie I just finished shooting uh, is with Ben Affleck. It's his first movie back in theaters. And of course I play the antagonist, Kobe Bryant type basketball player. Yeah. And I was telling my manager, Laura, I was like, hey, uh, you know, I don't want to play basketball players anymore. Like yeah. I know I could play <laughs> basketball in my life, but I just want to do something that really just, you know, show another side of me. And thank God this project that I'm, I'm testing for mm -hmm. is completely different. It shows my martial arts side and a whole bunch of other things. So that's going to be great. But I do understand that when you first start off, you don't have you don't have a name. Yeah. So you kind of got to get you got to get in where you fit in, but I'm still very like selective. Like there's certain roles that are come to me, I'm like I'm passing it and they're like why are you passing passing on it cuz I understand that people believe what they see on TV and I want to have kids someday. So if I don't fully stand for something, I can't play that role. Because it's like, I, I can't, I don't want my kids seeing me in that light because I want a family. Yeah. And and uh, I just had to explain to, that to them, but they, they get it, they get it pretty well and they respect it. But I feel like, you know, as my career progressed that I'm definitely going to stem out of that. But it's kind of annoying sometimes playing this whole pretty boy asshole character all the yeah. time because they, they act as if, if you look like this, you can't. It sound like I'm tooting my own horn, which I'm not, because this is this shit is annoying. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like if you look like this, which is a bunch of kids that are similar to me watching TV. Yeah. So it kind of programs them to be like, oh, I want to be like him. Yeah. So oh yeah, I'm gonna be a fuck boy. Like yeah, I'm gonna do that. Yeah. So it was just like, but how come they can't see my character and someone be like, oh wow, he's actually a good dude. I could be like that too. Yeah. But if all the tall, attractive men are being portrayed in this light. Yeah. Then it's like this is what the kids is gonna imitate because they they feel like that's cool. Yeah. So I, I know one day I'm going to get a chance to play different characters and have a different light shed on me. But thank God for interviews. So when people are hearing me speak on interviews, they can understand that, yo, this kid is not, you know, a bird brain. He actually has a brain <laughs> yeah. and a mouthpiece. Yeah. You know, so. Which is like, that's great that you have your own set of like moral values and that you won't like whether away from those because I feel like yeah. a lot of people they just want to want to be an actor so bad yeah, that they'll just take whatever job yeah it's and, not good. and it's not good and it, it's it it will put you in situations that you don't want to be in and I think you being so socially aware I really appreciate that you you steer away from jobs that maybe perpetuate bad stereotypes of like people of color because a lot of like I like I was watching like my favorite movie growing up was Norbit and mm -hmm. I realize and I watch it now and I'm like why did I ever like this like I love Eddie Murphy don't get me wrong but then like he's playing Asian characters in blatant yellow face their names are like Ling Ling and I'm just like there's <laughs> and I'm just like that's so terrible I love, that I love that movie but like as a 22 year old now and like yeah, more socially no, aware I'm like saying. this is like so terrible and why did we like so, why did I ever think that was like you know okay but I feel like as actors realize that like there are roles for them that they'll take that and they won't like yeah. they won't put themselves in bad situations but it is a great don't get me wrong i love it but it's just like he's literally dressed as an asian man which is so yellow face like that's so like not okay but it's like we just sort of pass it off as like oh this is okay because it's like funny but for you to yeah. have like your own set of like standards and like not do things because like you know that you can like perpetuate stereotypes and like be harmful to like the youth that's like amazing yeah it's crazy, and it, cause and, and it's like, it's like it's like a gray area, you know. It's yeah. Like Fifty million shades of gray, because like sometimes it's kind of hard to really like, like see something as what's right and what's wrong. Yeah. Like it's so difficult. So I just think you just gotta have your own personal code of ethics and just, I don't know. Just follow those. Yeah, just follow that. Yeah. yeah.
Because what may be wrong to some people isn't wrong. Because I have, like, standards for myself. Like, I tell people all the time, like, I'm never going to, like, if someone's casting for, like, a black woman, I'm mixed. So I'm not going to go take that role away from, like, a, a person who's who's black. Like, if it's a role for a mixed girl, I, I would totally take it. But, like, I live with Cora, like, my roommate. She's dark skin, And it's, like, why wouldn't, like, they choose her? Like, if they're casting me for a role, like, they could totally just, like, choose her instead, you know? But a lot of people tell me, like, why would you do that? Like, that's passing up money. That's passing up an opportunity. But in my heart, I feel like that's taking an opportunity from someone who could totally use it and taking from someone who has less opportunity than me already. And so I feel like everyone sees things differently. And some people might think that that's okay. But for me personally, I don't. But that's my life, and that's, that's how true. I'm gonna live it. Yeah. And but but your 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 dad is black, right? Yeah, my dad's black. My mom's white. So you're away. definitely black. I'm definitely, and I and when I like when people tell me like a lot of people get like people will come on like my Instagram and tell me like you're white. Why do you say like fuck white supremacy? I'm like well, I'm not white. Like I identify as like mixed because I'm like mixed race, and I'm also like Native American, and I'm also like other things. So it's like for me to sit here and like be like I don't know. I just know that in the modeling industry that like black women are so underrepresented that if they're a younger dark-skinned girl is like looking at an image of me like they're not going to be able to identify with me as well as yeah. they would with like someone else who's darker but no, i mean if true. if there's like a board and they're choosing like a bunch of like brown girls like whatever it's totally i'm i'm in i'm not like i'm not like saying that i'm anti that but i'm just anti like no feeling no, that's, certain no that makes sense that makes sense yeah but i feel like that's also goes to say like that's my own set of like morals and like what I would choose to do but other people like I have friends who are other races and other ethnicities who take jobs that aren't for theirs just because they're passing as that ethnicity but I would just want to do that but it's fine. I guess it's fine if you do yeah in my career I I haven't really casted for like um I'm signed to like my commercial board and my agency so there's like commercials but I only casted for like two commercials and all it is is like flipping your hair around and like stuff like that there's never been any lines um, and so when you audition for like a scripted role, I'm assuming you have to read like a full script. Um, can you talk us through like what casting for a typical TV or like movie role is like? Oh, okay. Um, so you come in, you sign your name and you sit and wait and then, uh, they come, they call you. So they're like, Hey, Da Vinci, we're ready to see you. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? And, um, then, uh, you, I tend to take control of the room, so mm -hmm. I let them know. Like, uh, they ask if I have any questions, and if I do, then I'll let them know. And I'll and I'll tell them how I'm visualizing the scene, mm -hmm. and I'll tell them like I'm gonna put my eye line over here as this person. You're gonna be this person. This person's gonna be that person. Just so when I'm acting it out in that little frame that they give me, you know, it seems so real as possible. And by the way, they do give you a frame. It's usually from here up. And you don't want to move too far outside the camera because the camera is really not going to follow you. Yeah. And, you know, so and don't like go too low. And if you don't have the lines memorized, hold the, sh the, the, the lines up to a point to where your head is not directly down like that because then they just can't even see your face. So do they give you the lines then and there or do you get them like no, before? No, you get them before. Like you, how long before? You, you, sometimes it could be a day before. Yikes. Sometimes it could be that day. Sometimes it could be a week before. And your agent gives them to you? Like, yeah. here's your role, here's yep. the lines, memorize these, and go at 2 o'clock? Yep. Wow. So that's, yeah, that's how it works. And then, you know, you, you do the scene, and uh, they'll be like, uh, oh, we liked it. Uh, could we just give you a little adjustment? Adjustment is good, because then that means they, they like, like what you did, you know? And, uh, and when they're directing you in the room, and you follow the directions well, that's just a good sign so that if you book the project, you can be directed on set. Yeah. You know, you're not, 
you're not like hard headed, you know, because like the, you're getting a lot of different directions on set. The producer's saying, "Hey, do this." The director's saying, "Hey, do this." One of the ads, uh, you know, so a, a whole bunch of people just throwing different things at you. So you just got to be able to really just take directions really well. And uh, usually, when they ask you for adjustments, is a good sign. But if they ever just say, "Oh, good, great." Then you're out. Have, have a good day. Yeah, I've had that before. Yeah, you're not yeah. getting a shit. And then I'm just know? like, can you at least pretend that you liked me? Because like yeah. I drove all the way out here. Like. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, but that's how it goes. Then you go back and then you probably get a call the next couple of days and the next week that you got a call back. And then you go to a call back or a director session or a producer session. And if it's like a series regular for a show after like the director session, then you'll test. And it's like you in the top three, you know other people and then you guys test for the role and if there's a, like a love interest in the project you get you're going to be reading with them you should see your chemistry on camera and stuff like that oh i never even considered that that you yeah. have to like do that before it's a lot when you go into castings is it usually like a bunch of people that look like you as well or is it like like for the same role like when you because so, like for us like it's like <laughs> casting for mixed girl like curly hair this that and the third and so then i like go to those and then i go into a room and i see a bunch of girls that like have the same look is it like the same thing for you yeah sometimes yeah and like, i remember one time uh i i screen tested my first time after two months of signing which was like a big thing actors any actors listening to this they're gonna say wow that was great da Vinci. yeah two months and in. uh and uh there's this kid that i saw and i was like holy shit he looks like me i was like wow they did yeah. a good job <laughs> they did a good job and this. we both didn't get the shit <laughs> but but, but that goes um, to show that it could have just been your look yeah it and wasn't then, really the and skill then, set uh, and uh, who, who got the project shout out to my boy rj RJ got it, the guy who played the Blue Ranger in the Power Ranger movie. Oh, really? Yep, yep. Aww. And um, and sometimes like I'll go out, like this project that I'm uh, gonna be testing for. I don't want to really speak on it yet because you know, yeah. but that I'm gonna be testing for when I went to the audition, it was nothing but white boys. Wow, does that make you like nervous? No, I don't because it's gonna, it's gonna make me stand out like a yeah. sore thumb. But that's what sometimes when I'm in a room of all white girls, I'm like, well, maybe they won't want me because like I'm. Like not white, yeah. like enough for this. But that's a good way to yeah, think like, of it. That like that happened think to me a, a lot. Way. Like and and I went out for the, the new Pretty Little Liars that's coming out. I went yeah. out. I was in that casting office. That office they brought me in like a few times, and I was I was coming close. Yeah. I guess they're giving it to white person, but they're like, "Yo, this black dude is pretty good." Yeah, you know? but so, at least that goes to sh like that shows them that like corporate voice work. Yeah. Then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the yeah, but that that goes to show that that, that like. I mean, it shows that like it shows the client that like, hey, like he's black, but he did like really awesome. Like maybe yeah. open your open their mind a little bit yeah. because sometimes for me it's discouraging because I'm in there. I'm just like I'm in a room of like white blonde girls. And I'm like, why am I even here? Like I just know I'm not gonna get it, but I should probably switch my thinking to be like, no, like you're yeah. the you're the different one. Like mm -hmm. that's, but it can be hard. I feel to be yeah. in like in a room full of people that don't look like you and then yeah. it can be hard being in a room of people that look like you because then you yeah, compare see, yourself I, like, I think i think when, when i'm in a room with people that look like me i'd be like damn it yeah because that's like it's so many of me <laughs> in this so damn room <laughs> yeah i'm usually the tall like black yeah, guy but now it's yeah, like 12 you know, of us yeah and that's how it was for like grownish yeah oh my god i seen so many basketball players when i uh, auditioned for grownish i was just like oh my god like what the hell like yeah. who's gonna get that's probably the first 
audition that I seen that many people at. And I was like, yo, this is like Black Friday. <laughs> this is wild. It was, it was wild. It was a lot. And but then that like, just goes to show that like your talent was what put you above the rest. Yeah, like I, yeah, I got I got look. so fortunate, fortunate that that was such a blessing to to book that. And the way I booked that actually, I decided to book a flight out to L.A. So you were living pure, in New York. Yeah, and I was like off of pure intuition. I was like, I'm gonna book a flight. My agent and my manager, I just signed to both of them at the time. They they're were in like, New York or in L.A. They're. Uh, my manager's in L.A., my agents were in New York, but they're bi-coastal. But the L.A. department, they weren't really fucking with me because they're just like, you know, he's so new, like, yo, yeah. earn your stripes in New York. You don't York. really have, like, a resume. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like, go somewhere. Make yourself something, you know? <laughs> yeah. Aww. So I go to New York, right, and I book, after I signed with them, two weeks later, I booked Marvel Jessica Jones. And I was like, yo, I'm lit. Like, can I go back to L.A.? Yeah. No. I'm like, all right, damn. Too high. screen test. Uh, and they were so excited about the screen test, didn't get it, so they flew me. They flew me back to New York because I had the screen test in LA. They flew me back to New York, and then afterwards, one day it was a lot going on in my home and stuff like that. And I was just like, you know what? I think I'm just gonna book a flight to LA. And the people who I was doing business with at the time had an apartment there, so I was like, all right, you know, I'm just gonna book a flight off pure intuition. And I told my manager and agent, I was like, I'm just going to LA for a few days. I didn't even buy a returning flight. It was September 6, 2017. Wow. And as my flight is landing, I take my phone off airplane mode, as everyone do. Um, and I see you have a next day appointment for college-ish slash grown-ish. They didn't decide the name yet. Yeah. And because grown-ish is a spin-off, spin-off of blackish. Yeah, it's a spin-off yeah. of blackish. But this and is before they even knew what it was Yeah, the name. the name. So the name was just college-ish slash grown-ish because they didn't know the name, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, what is this? I was like, Cash Mooney. I was like, what kind of character <laughs> is this? Funny-ass character. And I'm reading it, I'm reading it, I'm reading it. And I was like, okay, you know, yeah, I'm going to go out for it. And it was like a, like a one-episode thing. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And I went out for it. They got a call back, got a producer session. And then Kenya and them, they were like, hey, but are you willing to trim your hair a little bit because you favor one of our series regulars, which was Trevor Jackson? And uh, I was like, oh, yeah, sweet. And then I booked it. Wow. And then I was supposed to only Literally be like one or two episodes. Yeah. Wow. I was supposed to be in like one or two episodes. And then I end up being like throughout the entire first season. Mm -hmm. So that was just God. Like, it's like I just trusted my gut instincts yeah. after I was told, don't come to LA. Because you trusted yourself. Yeah. You trusted so your ability. Like that, that story right there was just, it was just so inspirational for my life. So, like, you know, like I, I just posted something today because I, I read it and it was like, Life can only be understood looking backwards, but it must be lived forwards. And it's like looking backwards, I'm just seeing how the dots connected to where I'm at now. So yeah. little situations like that just makes me like think like, wow, like I just got to keep trusting in the process and moving forward. Because if that happened, you know, like what else is going to happen? Like I'm supposed to be here, you know? Yeah. Just the way that happened, it was just such a blessing in that the element of serendipity that it was just... It was amazing. It yeah. was amazing the way that happened. That is really amazing. And I think that quote, like, I think I needed to hear that now because I feel like I've been, <laughs> because, because I feel like I've been, like, it's, like, hard, I feel, in this industry and, in, like, in the entertainment industry. It's very hard to, like, want to keep going because it's, like, sometimes you feel like you're getting told no too much or just, like, it's maybe not for you. But then there's times when I'm, like, looking back and I'm just, like, like I, like, I was supposed to go to college for sports, but then, like, I just got like injured and I was like, I don't really want to do like put my body at risk anymore. And then I ended up like going to CC and then like working regular jobs. And then, like this happened and like here I am today. But in the moment I was like, this sucks. Like I was so yeah. miserable. Like I was an athlete and then all that got taken from me. And mm -hmm. I'm in a like, fucking community college, which is like, 
I'm from a small town, so it's humiliating to go to a community college. And I'm mm-hmm. like, everyone's at university, and I'm just like here working at Starbucks, like miserable. But looking back, I'm like, I had to do that in order to like come yep. here. And yeah. all the dots are connecting, and I'm just like, and then I then I sit here, and I'm just like, I don't know, like what I'm doing. And then I'm like, well, four years ago, you didn't know what you're doing, and like look now. So I feel like it's important to like. It's no, really cool yeah. that you said that. Yeah, Steve Jobs said something similar to that. He said, "You can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect the dots looking backwards." Yeah. So it's like, and he was like, you got to trust in something. Just always so. trust the process. And for you, like, to trust your gut. Because sometimes yeah. I, like, my, I'm like, my managers know best. Like, but then if you, like, know your skill set and you know, like, you're worth more, then yeah. just, like, go fucking hop on exactly. the plane to L.A. Like, like no, nobody knows you better than yourself, but you have to, like, you have to, like, trust your intuition sometimes, even though sometimes it can be tripping, like, sometimes. Yeah. But, like, like sometimes there's this uh, saying that my music manager says, and he says, uh, Sometimes it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. Wow. You know, in certain yeah. instances. So just like, go do you it. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're a war general and something is happening in your country, you don't have enough time to hit the president and be like, yo, yo. He's like, sometimes you just got to ask for forgiveness. Like, fucking, I just got to do it. Yeah. You know, so I just, I did that. I just jumped. I just took that leap of faith. And like, whether they get mad or not, like, I'm like, I'm not going to tell them I have a return in flight. Yeah. Because I don't, you yeah. know. So I just, you know, came. And then next day I had the appointment, literally. And then couple of weeks I went through the process and then I booked it and that like just allowed me to stay in LA and then, yeah so did you never get a returning flight home or no never did so you're still never here did. from 2017 September? yeah I know I know I, I went back and forth now yeah but yeah but, I could afford it you but know? like after that you're just like oh I booked the job so I might as well stay yeah did you have then, like clothes and another thing yeah yeah I had like a little suitcase with me but so you just had a suitcase booked a yeah. job and like we're just living here yep that's crazy yeah 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 because yep. I feel like a move to LA I feel like so many people want to move here but it's like some people like like, I'm pro, like, getting yourself set, like, save mm-hmm. up money and, like, whatever. But for yeah. you, you just, like, hopped on a plane. Because I, I almost thought when I was 18, but, like, thank God I didn't. Because who, <laughs> who knows where I would be, like, yeah, if I did yeah, that? Whoever's listening to this, don't, don't just do that out of nowhere. I, I wasn't, yeah. I, I, I had, like, work opportunity here yeah. as well. So I was, like, working you had a, with the you people had an agency who I was. Here. Right. Yeah, I did have an agent at that time. I just got them, but the agent there wasn't even messing with me. Oh, you know what I'm saying. So, so it was the ones in New York time. that was like working for me in LA, and the ones yeah. in LA they were just quiet. As in, and it's until after Gronish came out on air, and they just like, oh hey. So then they just started reaching which kind of sucks, huh? Yeah, but like I understand. Like I, I, get I, I learned, to, I can't take things personal in this business anymore. Yeah. It's like because as much as this sucks to say in here but you're looked at as a commodity mm-hmm. you know so it's like you're like a pepsi can so yeah. it's like they look at you as a dollar sign so it's like they got they have to pay their bills too at the end of the day so yeah. i just have to shut that emotional side of me yeah and just think logical yeah. logical because otherwise i'm just gonna get in my feelings so much yeah. like I, I respect their decision like this sometimes you don't get a role only because your name isn't big enough yeah but the executive producers, they want to make sure that, hey, if we give this person a role, they have 10 million followers. We can guarantee that at least a million people is going to follow yeah. this movie. But if you have 10,000 followers, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, you can outact this person, but it's the dollar sign. It's the entertainment business, not yeah. the entertainment arts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They don't, the arts really isn't that much like big of a deal. Yeah. And that's why a lot of times we watch shows and movies. Oh, man, I could have done that. I could have this and that. But. Not not to say that some people who get the job after having all these followers aren't good. Like, yeah. there's some talented people, but with social media and stuff like that, these people with a lot of followings, I mean, 
Oh, for sure. Their fans just are even so on loyal to them. Like all the all the Vine stars that are in like like having cameos and like shows these days. It's yeah. Like because they're just internet yeah, sensations. So, mm-hmm. so it's like that's that's uh, a lot of actors are going through that, and I feel like we have way more actors now than we've ever had in the world. There's a lot of actors, so. <laughs> this is a this is a tough industry. Yeah, you it's gotta a tough have thick industry. skin. Yeah, it's a tough industry. I think it's harder than becoming an NBA player, only because to become an NBA player, I feel like you need to have the physical attributes already. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like you first, you gotta be in good physical condition. Yeah. So your genetics have to boom. Yeah. But an actor, you don't have to be in great physical condition. You could look <laughs> any way, shape, form, yeah. height. T- you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you can just go out. So there's so many actors in this world. That is like, but to become one of like the, the top tops and like a working actor, like That's there's less less than one percent of actors are actually working. Wow. Less than one percent of all actors in the world. So it's I mean, and the define, statistics is scary. Define working for like people like, like getting paid, getting yeah, jobs, like yeah. really getting paid to do like a lot of people like they'll do little web series and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's good. You got to do that because you never know who can see that. Yeah. You know, but that's not really paying. But like less than one percent of actors are like that's really paying their bills. Wow. You know, so that's, uh, gotta look at yourself extremely fortunate when you're working as an actor. Yeah, so which is probably every hard. Every day I count my blessings. Uh, that's good. it's tough. All right, guys, we're gonna take a quick break, but when we come back, I'm gonna be here talking with Da Vinci a little bit more about acting. Hey guys, we're here talking back with Da Vinci. Hey, uh, thank you for having me on your show, Kyla, and uh, it's an honor to be here. Oh, thank you. I feel like for me, when I growing up as an athlete, it was like, I know that if like I'm not starting in the starting five, it's because I'm not like fast enough or like whatever, so I could just go to the gym and work on that. But I feel like with modeling, it's like, if you don't get picked, it could be a million reasons, and there's not really much you can do to like change the mind of like the casting director and I assume that's like the same for you like oh yeah you can go in and kill a role but it's like what more can you do like, you can of course practice like whatever but it's like you can only do so much and I feel like it, is it hard for you like growing up like an athlete like knowing like yeah here's how like you got these things like, no that, yeah, that that's a good question uh but you, you have to see it like this um my manager yeah, she's she's great she's great she gives me good uh advice whenever I'm frustrated with casting. <laughs> but she says, you know, go in there and make a fan. Make them a fan of you. Make them like you. Yeah. Because they could not get you for this project, but they could be like, no, he was so good, we could bring him in for this project. So, because they're not, this is not the last project in the world that they're casting for, you know what yeah. I'm saying? They're going to cast for a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. And if you leave a great impression on their minds, and they're like, wow, this person can really act, even though we wanted a Chinese person for this role, this black guy came, he killed him, and he almost got the shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So now, like, I'm pinned in their head. Yeah. So they're just like, you know, if there's a black guy that can do this, this, and that, they're definitely going to reach out to my people. Yeah. So that's how I got to see it. And then, you know, you just got to train. You got to train. You got to study people, study the greats, everybody leave a blueprint behind. Yeah. So you can just watch them and, you know, you just learn from them and stuff like that. But just because you don't get it, I would just look at it like just a learning process, a training. Yeah. It's an expensive training because you spend a lot of money going to castings and finding outfits and yeah. the cast or your Uber expense and food when you're out that way because you're hungry. Mm-hmm. It's a lot, but I feel like, if you have a lot of passion for it, then your passion and love 
is going to make you persist when it gets hard. Yeah. That's and why anybody who's doing this, I would tell them, don't do it because you see that it looks good on someone else. Like, you're watching Will Smith. I'm like, man, I want to do it. Yeah. Will Smith make it look so dope. Do it for you because at the end of the day, Will Smith already got his. Like, Will Smith yeah. don't even know you exist. But <laughs> if you try to pursue something only because it looked good on someone else and then when times get tough, you could fuck your whole life up because it really wasn't for you. Yeah. You know, so... Do it for it's the tough. right reason. Yeah, it's tough. A lot of people do it for the money, but if you're after this for the money, like, it's crazy. I started at 18. Yeah. I'm 23 now, and now I get, at 22, it was finally paying the bills, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's considered relatively fast. Yeah. Because everyone says, like, wow, it takes, like, 10 years. Yeah, overnight so like, success yeah, takes 10 years. Yeah, yeah. So, so it was, like, everyone looked at me like, kid, you got fortunate. Like, I was talking to Melvin Gregg. Um, he was Vine. Yeah, yeah. yeah That's yeah. who I think of when I think of like yeah, stuff and, like uh, that. He he's in he's actually in the movie, uh, the same movie that I'm in, mm -hmm. and um, he plays the character Marcus. And he was talking to me. He was like, "Yo, dude, you got so blessed. I don't know what you were doing, but you just came out here. You booking shit. Yeah, Curry. He said, "Yo, I don't know what you're doing, but yo, you're moving so fast." And in my head, I'm like, "Fast." I feel like this is. I'm slow. like, "This is taking forever." He's <laughs> yeah. like, "Yo, I'm 30," and I was like. He's really 30? Yeah. Oh, wow. shit. I just put his age on yeah. But no, nah, nah, he, he doesn't care. He <laughs> okay. doesn't care. But yeah, so he's just like, he was just letting me know. And I just got to take that into consideration. Like, wow. Like, like everybody who I'm working around, like, they're all older than me. Yeah. You know? So it's like, yeah. But then when I would be on the set of Grownish, everyone is 20, 18, 19, yeah. 21, 22. And I'm just like, damn, I just I'm turned 23. Like, yeah. God damn, I'm a grandpa. You know? I got to yeah. get my shit together. Which I'm, I'm really glad that you said that, though, because I feel like a lot of people, especially like with modeling, they think, oh, yeah, like I'm just going to be like this like, person that makes so much money. And it's like the money isn't really there at first. And <laughs> yeah. it's still not really there four years later. And I've only really started modeling since I kind of moved here. And it's like money just doesn't come like that. And like, yeah, I'm so blessed and fortunate to have like the money I do have and like have everything that I do have. But like. Like you said, like going to castings, like the gas, like the food, the like yeah. you have to have clothes for casting so it's like you have to have your clothes for casting and then your clothes like to go out to the club to like promote yourself and then like go like yep. all these like things that just go into it and then like your living expenses and like LA is cheap LA is expensive yeah as well, and so, so it's like it's just so it's there's so much money that goes into just yeah. like wanting to be where you are and I mm -hmm. feel like a lot of people and then people like it just assume like I remember this like this guy wrote an article about me how like I'm probably extremely rich and I was like do you want to like see my baby and this is when I had no money this is when mm -hmm. Antium was airing and I was just a college student but I'm just like it's money isn't like this isn't all like you don't just book a job and get like ten thousand yeah. dollars like handed into your bank account and then there's like taxes and then your agent takes them I know out. right like yeah. taxes and like if you taxes make a million crazy. dollars with your agent and taxes, you're really only seeing three hundred fifty thousand. Oh, for sure. Like it, it's crazy. It's like, crazy. Some people they just have the wrong notion of things. Like they see you on TV and they're just like, "Oh my God, you're so rich!" Like so many people think I'm rich, and I'm just like, "I'm rich." Oh my God, I'm, I'm like, rich where? in love. That's I'm it. I'm like, where? I'm like, yeah, in spirit, <laughs> in spirituality. Spirit. Yeah. Like I'm rich in that, but it's just like. You think I'm like physically rich? I'm like, you're crazy. Yeah, because if you want to think I'm rich, can you pay my electricity bill yeah, actually? Like, because I need help. It's, it's crazy. And people just start reaching out to you from every corner of life. Yeah. And not realizing how much expenses you have. Yeah. And it's like, you can't. I, I had to learn last year, like, you can't save the world. You, you can't. You, gotta, you can't help everybody. And the best way to help everybody is by helping yourself. And yeah. when they see you, you can inspire them. And they be like, I want that. Yeah. So 
and you can you, do it too. Yeah, you're you're a Libra, huh? Because yeah, our birthdays are October what? 10th. Yeah, Year's our birthdays are a year and a day apart. Yeah. yeah, but I think that's like a Libra trait is like wanting to help everyone. And I feel like once I, I always have been a very helpful person. And then I feel like when I got a platform, I like wanted to help even more people. And then people would like DM me and like I lied to you not. They'd be like, "Can I have twenty dollars like for a girls' night out? Or like, can I have like this money for like my rent?" And I'm just like, I want to give it all, but also like. I don't have that to give mm -hmm. like $20. Sure. But like, I can't. And then like paying people's rent and then more and more people are just going to ask me. And I had to learn, like, you're not like a savior. You're not Jesus Christ yourself. Yeah. Like you have to just help yourself and then help yourself enough to like, maybe one day I'll be like Kim Kardashian rich and be able to like help people like that. But right now, mm -hmm. yeah, it's not like that. No, no. Very true. Very true. You can't, you got to save yourself first before you save another person. Yeah. That's why on a plane, they say, put your oxygen mask on first. And then you can help the person with theirs. Yeah, that's you know? true. And I don't even think that. that's selfish. I just think that's just You can't help smart. someone if you're yeah. not like a whole like, person. Yeah, yeah, you got to yeah. help yourself first. You know, so, yeah. But still help other people. Yeah, when no, you can. no, it's yeah. good. No, it's when good. You, I, I love helping. Like, help yourself. Yeah, no, I love helping other people. Yeah. Definitely not a narcissist, not like <laughs> self-centered to where I'm only worried about me. I help a lot of people, all my friends and my close family. Yeah, and, and you're like, like Haitian, and like we are. Some, you're what, yeah. Dominican too, huh? Yeah, my yeah. Mom. So you're just like such a family-oriented person. Yeah. Sure. So yeah, I I love people and I love helping people and giving back as much as I possibly can. But I just got to make sure that I'm alive too while I'm giving back. Yeah, and don't expect if you're an actor, if you're wanting to get into acting, that you can just automatically save the world because you got it like that. Because that's yeah, just not can. how it you is. Yeah, you gotta wait. You gotta wait. You gotta wait. And I think that's the most. <laughs> I think that's the most frustrating part for me now is like because I lived um, like downtown and I like like sometimes I'll go to like a job that's like I have to drive through Skid Row and I just like break down my car crying like all the time because I'm just like like why like can't I like help everyone and then I'm just like well I kind of have to like wait because I don't have the means to necessarily help people how I want to yeah. and it's like the houseless population is like it's it's a big issue especially here and it's just like I don't understand like sometimes like why it is how it is but then parts of me are like i want to help i want to help but it's like i'm going to end up on that end if i don't like help myself like i'm going to yeah. end up and there, there's things exactly. that i can do and no, there's things exactly. that like we all can do but it's also like with like i feel like with like the, the career i have it's like sometimes you don't know when you have a casting and so it's like i can't like you have to just like up and leave yeah. everything and, and I don't know, it's very stressful but i feel like it's very hard for me because in my in my job before I worked a nine to five. It wasn't like a nine to five, but I worked like set hours. And it's like, okay, so I could go volunteer from like three to four at this place every every day. But now it's like I have to, like, I don't know when I'm going to get my next job. I don't know when I'm going to need to be available. And so it's like, it's been hard for me to find like volunteer opportunities that are like mm -hmm. okay with me just coming like whenever I just show up. Yeah. And I think that's the toughest part about pursuing entertainment. Uh, pursuing the entertainment business is kind of like a, a luxury. Yeah. When you think of it, it's kind of designed for the people who already have. Mm -hmm. Because when you put in consideration the fact that you have to create time to just in your schedule to just be able to just leave. Yeah. To just go to this audition, go to that casting, go to this callback, go to this interview, go to that. And, and it's like you can't do that if you have a nine to five. A nine to five binds you in. And, you know, when I was working a nine to five uh, in Bed Bath & Beyond in Florida, I was getting paid like $8.25. And it's just like. For that hour of my life, I'm worth eight dollars and twenty five cents. Yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy. I was getting thirteen, so like that's, I don't and, know. And in Florida, no, in central in college, like in I feel central like in Florida, Florida, that's a lot. The cost of living is not high. 
Yeah. So it was like, so that's like, a, that's like 13 here. Yeah, I was going to say. Was Vienna, yeah, yeah, I was so. yeah, I was 13 in Seattle, though, but 13 in Seattle Oh, is Seattle nothing. is expensive, too. Yeah, so I was really getting like yeah, yeah. $5. Seattle is really expensive. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and it's like, but you, you can't move. You can't do what you want. So it's like, yeah. you got to find a way to find a side hustle, whether it's legal or illegal. Yeah. Um, not saying to do illegal things, but you, you got to find that just so that can fund your career otherwise you can't do that you don't have that source of money to where you can pull out yo i need 100k for this next three years of my life to pursue this because you need time yeah time is the most valuable thing in the world and that's what you need to work on your craft so how can you better yourself when you be being a slave to a job a corporation so it's kind of like it's one of those things like it's damn near impossible it really is it's like it's like it's like one of those puzzles to where it's just like you think there's a solution, but there's probably not a solution. That's why I had to quit nine to five and I had to just get money under the table. Yeah. Otherwise, I would have never been here. Yeah. Like, there's there's no way. I don't come from rich parents. So I can't say, hey, can you guys give me a loan or this and that? I just had to go out there and get it. And oftentimes, this is why rappers who come from poverty and stuff like that, majority the way they made their money was illegal. Yeah. Because you can't pursue that. Like, I think that's the hardest part, and it's kind of the classes are so expensive, and yeah. you got to network, you got to go to events, all that stuff. Even though, and if you're not in New York or LA, you have to find a way to yeah, either one of so those. Yeah, so then you got to commute all the way there, yeah. and even when you get to New York or LA, the, the commute you can't just Staying get a car there, like that. Yeah, like pursuing Hotels. this is so damn difficult. And one time I heard Jay Z say, like, "Don't try to become a rapper, just stay at home and go to school." And I was just like, wow, that's evil. Like, who are you to say that? Yeah. But I think I understood. I understand now where he was coming from. Yeah, because he's been in the game forever. Yeah. Like, like take his word for it. Like, his business it's a hustle. Is, yeah, it's, it's, it's hustle. tough. And, like, only a few percentage, of, like, a small percentage of people that are really eating. Yeah. So it's like, if you don't love the shit, like, I just, yo, Stay find away. something else. Yeah. Find something else because it's not that glamorous as you think. Yeah, not so the glamorous. interviews and the red carpets. <laughs> Oh yeah. wow! Yeah. <laughs> the interview <laughs> and, the, and, and the 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 red carpets they they give you a false sense of reality, and sometimes it gets in your head, and you really think you're bigger than what you are. Yeah, like when you're walking in the red carpet, say, "Oh, Da Vinci, yeah, yeah, oh, great, great, look, this is and that." But like, you don't you know leave, what it took yeah. Da Vinci to get to that point. Like yeah. you don't know all the money it took to get him to that red carpet, yeah, all the sleepless right. nights, all the castings, like everything. And I, yeah. I'm so appreciative that you said that. Like you had to quit your nine to five and just do whatever because like. I was found on Instagram for ANTM while I was working at Starbucks. So I was lucky, lucky, lucky. Like they found me. I quit my job, wow. left, went on ANTM. So I never had to like debate. And that's why I didn't model because I knew I couldn't because I had other stuff. I had to, I had to pay for school. I had to pay for other things. So I never, I was like modeling's not, and I was in Seattle. So like modeling doesn't really pay up there. So like I know modeling's not going to pay my bills. I know Starbucks is. I know my education eventually will let me do what's going to pay me right now. So I never, I wasn't privileged enough to have modeling as a passion because I couldn't do it. And I remember my first test shoot um, when I signed to an agency, I was 17. My first test shoot was $500. And like I say that now, like that's not much, but back Mm -hmm. then, like at 17, $500. That's everything. I didn't have, like that's more than my entire, everything I had in my bedroom, like clothes included. And so I remember I babysat like a full summer. And just, like, I was fortunate enough to babysit for a family that had, like, a bunch of money. And, like, they paid me, like, $50 a night. So that's just, like, a few times. And, like, my dad's best friend, like, I babysit for him. And so, like, I, I had money coming in from babysitting because at 17, I was playing sports. Like, I couldn't have a job. Mm-hmm. And I remember I saved up all my money. And, then like, I had this test shoot that, mind you, was 
miserable. The guy like smoked cigarettes the whole time. Like he criticized me the whole time. And then I spent $500 for a shoot that I like didn't even like, I think it was actually more. I think actually it was 900, but I paid five and my agency paid four and I was in debt. 400 because all I had was 500 yeah and so I think and a lot of people they tell me like when they want to model I'm like great go for it if it's your true passion but also like understand that and that was back 2014-15 so it's probably not like that anymore like I don't know I've never paid for a test shoot since then but like you may like you never know like if you're in like the middle of Iowa and you have an agency out there who knows like maybe their photographers are are expensive but it's like that stuff is required or I know people who went to like modeling school I wouldn't have had money for that or like acting school. I wouldn't have had money for that. Yeah, like I definitely didn't have money for no Juilliard. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't have, I couldn't get into Juilliard with my GPA if I tried. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, I don't, I just don't think that like a lot of people realize that it's like, it is, there's so much privilege in being in the career we're in. And like, not a lot of people like say that. They're just like, oh, we're here. But it's like, no, we're we're here, but we're so lucky to be here because there's Mm -hmm. a lot of people who who can't be here. A lot of times, like sometimes you, you gotta just stop and ask yourself, and I wonder, do do you stop and ask yourself, Kyla, like that? How fortunate you are to oh, be in this position. Every I wake up like, literally every day just like on verge of tears. Like I'm so lucky. Like I'm yeah, so because I have you have siblings too, yeah. right? And they're not in our position. Like my brother, he literally works and like got his bachelor's. He's going to school, getting his master's, and I'm just like, wow. Like more power to him. Like he's out here going to school and and working, and I'm like living like my life exactly how I want. Like I wake up and I just do whatever I want. And like, yeah, and that's, that's that, so lucky. That is so great. And sometimes I just got to like, sometimes you just got to think like there's this element of serendipity in your life to just make it to this level. Like you, you did the odds that you had to face and just starting from your parents getting together and they, their genetics came together to create this image. Yeah. That 22 years later would sell on this fucking advertisement. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's like, it's, it's so wow and amazing to think that and it's just it puts you in such awe and like you're kind of like damn like why was i this fortunate yeah like i i would never sit here and act like i worked harder than anyone else in the world yeah i know we all work hard and and you can't you can't compare somebody's hard work it's all relative but it's just like i i'm aware that i got extremely blessed to reach what I got now. I know actors has been doing this for 15, 20 years and I don't even have a fraction of what I did. Yeah. You know, and it's just like like my first commercial, uh, my, yeah, my first commercial was McDonald's and I booked it. And I walked out of the McDonald's commercial and I was like, yo, this shit is bullshit. I'm like, Ugh. I looked at so many black people out there. I'm like, bro, someone else is going to get this shit. I'm not going to get it. Yeah. They called me, hey, uh, you have a call back, my agent. And I was like, really? For that commercial? <laughs> and it was like, oh, you booked it. And I booked it, and I shot it, and I was like, oh, okay, $700-something for the day. I was like, oh, wait, whatever. It's not acting money. But then yeah. the residuals came in, and I was like, yo, what? Yeah, residuals. And that's like, where the yeah, money and is. And I was just like, whoa. That's I was the, like, dang, God is yeah. so good. Like, And it's just like I, I just feel obligated to give back to people because I just understand how fortunate I was. Yeah. And, and it's just like there's there's other people to think like they're doing so much that they can right now. But to think that they probably would never reach what I just reached. Yeah. So it was like when you know that it's like, man, you just you gotta give back and you gotta give you gotta help because I don't know why the universe decided to empower me with this. That's I think that's you such know? a Libra so. thing because I think that every day I'm just I, I see someone and I'm just like, how am I not on the other end of that? Like yeah. like when I will ever volunteer with like houses people, I'm like I could have totally been on the other end of that. Like I was just fortunate enough to have like 
the things I did have. And I didn't have like a ton. I'm not saying like I came mm-hmm. from a lot of money because I didn't. But like anything I had, like I could have been like living on the street. I could have been like my mom was a teen mom. Like the statistics of me being pregnant at a young age is high too. Like I could have totally been yeah. like that. And like I've had family members go down like bad paths and I could have chosen that as well. But it's like I didn't and I'm so lucky to be here. And like the chances of me like getting scouted off Instagram to go on to like a reality TV show and then like win is just like so crazy and like I'm so grateful yeah, that's, every day. That's, that's yeah, crazy. Just and I'm very spiritual and I believe in God and I like I do believe that there's perfect timing for everything and like I really wanted to model when I was younger and it just didn't work out for me and like when I was 20 it completely worked out and so I'm like thanks like thank you so much like there's a perfect time for everything and and I feel like so blessed and so fortunate and same as you like it makes me just want to like help other people and like other people who were in my position or like give as much advice as I can or just like any way that I can help them because we could totally be on the other end of anything. I I remember, you know, because I got sent to my father at 13 because I was like bad. I was was a badass 13-year-old kid. Like if you was to run into me, don't ever underestimate my intelligence at 13. I was a bad kid. Like (laughs) did so many different illegal things. It was ridiculous. And so I got sent to my father. And, you know, I remember when I came back, to New Jersey as a man and I'm like asking for my friends that I grew up with like oh where's blah 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 oh he's locked up where's blah 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 he's wow. dead where's blah 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 oh he's in a uh, army yeah I was like damn yeah or like I'll see some people on the streets and they're just like fiends and I'm just like yo I got so blessed yeah I was like that could have easily been me mm-hmm. you know like that that small little move and my mother didn't even want me to go to my father yeah you know, so that small little thing just changed the entire course of my life. So it was like, I have to pay that forward some way because I know, like, it was it was people that I used to watch and just that I looked up to and I would listen to their things. And I'm like, wow, it was so inspiring. And they inspired me and they, they touched me from millions of miles away. So I feel like I just got to, you know, give that back because that's the only reason why I'm here. So yeah, that's part of the reason why when you called me, when you text me, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to do that. If there's... I could ever reach out to anyone to help them. I think that's the most valuable gift in the world is just to touch a human being. Yeah. I feel like that's our sole purpose. That Same. Know, so. I totally believe that. Same. And I feel like we go through the things we go through so we can share our stories to help other people. Because yeah. you never know how many kids are listening to this who are like, maybe want to act or maybe are going down the wrong path and like they can turn, even not turn to be an actor, but just like turn their life around and find their passion or just like something that they, they should be doing instead of whatever they're doing. Yeah, no, I, absolutely, absolutely. And for, like, any kid that's listening to this, I would probably say, like, if you want to find your passion and your calling, I think you need to unclutter your life because there's probably a lot of debris around. So if you wipe it off and clear it, and then you're going to start getting closer to your essential self. And from there, you can start making real decisions and you can really start trusting your intuition. But I feel like our intuitions are just hijacked by so many different advertisements, so many different things that we're seeing like you go on Instagram and it's just a world of a whole bunch of nonsense you can watch a you can watch a serious video on Instagram then you watch a comedy skit then you watch then you see a girl's ass <laughs> then you see some guy doing something strange so your brain is bombarded with so much nonsense and there's so much clutter yeah. so therefore your intuition is getting cluttered as well so but until you clear that like I had to get rid of social media for two years at 19 really? At, no 18 18, 18 19, 20 too. I didn't have any social media Really? Yeah, I, I deleted it because I was like, I was like, this just gets in my brain too much. Yeah. And I want to really know what I want in life. 
And I feel like you got to clear your distractions. Otherwise, you don't know where you want to go, you know? Like, yeah. like the, the the dog that get praised the most is the dog that have the most focus. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you if you line five dogs up in, like, a 100-meter race and you have a bone at the end and you're just like, come on, let's go. And it's like the dogs that's just, like, so distracted that just go off, go straight, go straight. And the one that just keeps going, you're like, oh, wow, that dog won. You know what I'm saying? Because that dog just had one thing to really focus on. And sometimes you... You can't focus when you have so much in your head yeah. and your dreams is cluttered. You go to sleep, you see a whole bunch of weirdo images and shit like that. Because it's like you're bombarding your brain with so much that your subconscious mind can't really make something out. It's not a picture. Yeah. The picture is so messed up, you know. It's like oil and water all over the place. Nothing is mixing. So I feel like until you clear that out the way, then you can find out your true purpose. And that's why I realized acting was my passion was my purpose mm -hmm. and i think that's why it worked out the way it worked out because i cleared the distractions out so when people look at me like oh you got lucky i don't think it's luck i think i definitely worked for it and I, there, there is this element of serendipity uh of course in everyone's easily, life yeah, there I, is. yeah i could have easily got caught by a straight bullet or mm -hmm. I, I was a child i wasn't even supposed to be born you know yeah. so but yeah but i just feel like we we got to do that as uh human beings when you want to find your purpose like try to limit yourself with as many distractions as possible. Yeah, which is yeah. great. I like that you said that because a lot, I'm like sometimes on social media, I'll go like a while without posting and then everyone's like post more. But it's also like I feel like for my mental health, like I sh don't yeah, like to consume yeah, things. No, yeah. And I don't think I like I never say that. I'm not like, oh, I'm not posting because I'm like taking a break because I'm not essentially. And yeah, like I do make money off of Instagram. So it's like I do have to kind of keep Instagram, you know, going and I don't make a ton. That's not my main career, but it's like it's an option for me to do so. But it's also like sometimes I'm just like I'm seeing things that I don't even want to see. Like I don't want to like see like what's like I don't care what like he's doing. I don't care what she's doing. So why am I looking at it? You know, yeah. like why am I concerning myself with other people's lives? And like sometimes I would just go down loopholes of like stalking people and i'm just like why am i concerning myself with lives of people who i don't even know like yeah. that's so crazy to me and then i stopped doing that and i feel like i did become like more successful and i did like my mental health got better and i was just like focusing on myself more mm -hmm. and i think it's like a, good to just do that even like i'd hardly like I, I go on instagram but i don't like scroll too much or i like don't watch too many things and i feel like everyone should do that and like and i'm not trying to like shut down instagram but if you're like not feeling okay or if you're not feeling like you're doing what you should be doing in your life then Oh, it's okay to unplug and it's okay to unwind and then yeah. come back with a refreshed mind. Like usually every Sundays I would just delete the app. I don't even have it. And then like sometimes after I post, I just delete the app just so I don't even look at it because sometimes you just, you get caught and, and it's just natural. Like you'll look, you'll be like, okay, so how many people like this picture? Oh, okay. And then you'll be like, wait, who's this? And then you click. Yeah. And then you click someone from us mm -hmm. and then you just get caught in that social media. And you don't realm. even know these and people. And it'll take yeah. 45 minutes for me. You're like, you just looked at people yeah. that you don't even know. Yeah. It's it's, it's crazy. It's like, it's it, social media is better than television. Yeah. It is better than television. And one person, t a person told me one time, it's like one of the best pieces of advice I ever got is like, how you spend your free time says a lot about you as a person. And mm, I was like, okay, yeah. so how do I spend my free time? I'm like, okay, on social media, like that says like I'm not a lot of great things. So then I started reading more and like educating myself more. And so I feel like if we all just like do that a little bit, then maybe we'll like No, nah, absolutely. Uh, there's this uh, quote I heard before. I think I was like 17. It was like, you get rewarded in public for the years you spend working on yourself in private. Wow. You know, and I've spent a significant amount of years just really just working on myself and just that's crazy got away from the social media realm like 
the only reason why my followers went up is because of the show that I'm on. But yeah. like before that, I didn't even have a lot of followers at all because I was just getting back to social media. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just feel like what we do in our private time is just it's so essential into who we are. So it's like some like sometimes I can meet a person. And I don't even need to know what they do behind closed doors, but based off of how they speak and what subjects they choose to speak on that just give me enough to where I can probably gauge how you spend your free time. Yeah. And from there, I can tell this is why you, you're suffering from the problems that you're suffering from, but you just don't know, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. So unplug a little. Unplug. <laughs> unplug. 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 Okay, so you mentioned earlier that in Grownish you play a character named Cash. Can you talk a little bit about him and like maybe parallels that you have with him in your normal life? Gotcha, gotcha. So Cash is this uh, all-star basketball phenom. He was a beast out of high school. He comes to college. He's the man. He's that dude. Every girl looks at this guy and just like, oh, my God, we love him. And he's good at what he does. He ends up hooking up with uh, Yara, I mean Zoe. And, uh, you know, they become a thing and... Da, 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 and they are dating and stuff like that. He ends up taking her virginity on the show. And then um, afterwards they have a fallout because he's so focused on his career and his path. And he's just, he's becoming like, he's like indecisive. He don't know what to do. He's undecided like Chris Brown. <laughs> um, so then like she gets in her feelings like Drake. <laughs> <Now I'm playing. laughs> she gets in her feelings and then they kind of break up and have a fallen out. And then he comes back at the end of season one. And, you know, he's trying to, like, you know, get back with her and stuff like that. But she wow. chooses she chooses <laughs> Luca. Uh, and now, um, so that's his character. And uh, Cash may not may or may not be popping back in season two. I don't know that yet. Um, so, yeah, but that's the character, really. And I'm kind of nothing like him in real life. Yeah, I was so you're good not at a, basketball. you're not a virginity stealer? Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I'm not. I, I, I was uh, good at basketball, but I was not as good as this guy in basketball. And it's like the whole player thing, that really wasn't my game. That wasn't I yeah. was that wasn't me at all. But as far as the, I guess he was charming. I guess people say I'm kind of charming, and I, he looked like me. That's, yeah, that's you guys have the same looks. Yeah, we got the same look, height, built, but it's, no different. parallels. <laughs> yeah, very different. We're different. But as well as acting, you do music. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah, you do music. So like for you, like what's next? 2019 just started. More mm. acting, more music, both. More more modeling. Act, more oh, actually <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. They're like really pushing for me to be a model. And I'm totally like, I'm could. not a model. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Just, but now that you like acting, you have to be a good actor to model, I feel. That's true. So and I feel like you'd I think it's gonna well. come with like campaigns and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, I'll do that, but I just can't run around LA just going to casting. Yeah, you already do that. Yeah, I already do that with acting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I gotta limit myself, save some time for myself. But um, I'm definitely gonna be in more projects. Uh, you guys are gonna definitely see me in more projects. I'm excited about this movie that I uh, finished uh, shooting with. Uh, it's one of Ben Affleck's first movies coming back. Who's a legend? Ben Affleck's Who's so amazing. Who's a legend? Amazing. Like, yeah. I got to work with Batman. Like, this is amazing. Yeah. This guy, oh, man. It was it was so amazing working with him. And um, I can't wait till that premiere comes out, which probably, like, in the fall or something like that. Um, and music, uh, we're working on my music team. We're working on a single, and we should be pushing that out maybe uh, March March end of February, so yeah. definitely gonna be more acting, music, um, 
I think modeling is gonna come. Maybe a little campaign stuff, yeah. commercial stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely gonna be. I might start a podcast. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> should. You did maybe, good today. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. But I'm excited. I'm excited for you. I'm excited oh, thank to you so follow much. your journey. Thank you so much, and thanks for having me. Of on. course, thank I'm you. I'm not that glamorous. Yeah, you're not that glamorous. Wait, what is it called? Not so glamorous. Oh, not so yeah. glamorous. A fake fan, but it's okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much, Da Vinci, for being here um, and talking with me today. Um, where can we find you on social media? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Da Vinci, D A V I N C H I. You can follow me on Twitter, which I don't tweet that much. Uh, at uh, D-A-V-I-N-C-H-I-J-U-S-T-E. So those are the sites you can reach me at. Um, and music? Do you have Apple Music? Like, do you have a Music, a no, actually not don't. Yet, because acting, like, it kind of, like, took, took off took so fast that it kind of, like, made me put music on a back burner. But when your single's out, make sure to check his Instagram. Oh, It'll yeah, be there. For sure, yeah. I'll promote sure it. Obviously, I'll be there. listening to it. Oh, yeah, appreciate mm. that. So, yeah, yeah, it's definitely uh, going to be On out. the way. Yep. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening. If you guys like this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe. And listen next week to hear about the not so glamorous life of being a model. Bye.